Welcome to Silence is Cancelled. This is your host, Sid McGregor. What's it like to watch your parent go through a mental health crisis? Today we are talking to Connor Syed as he reflects on his experience and perspective of watching his dad struggle with mental health and that journey to healing. Uh, so your dad invited you on this podcast to basically... <laughs> you know, sort of be a, a sort of, Hey, I, I watched this crazy thing happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, uh, let's just sort of dive right into that. Um, you know, you, a lot of us sort of know your, your dad's story and many other stories. Uh, but kind of one of the stories that is often not told is the sort of perspective of those on the outside, just watching, especially when you're, when you're close. Mm-hmm. That that can be um, interesting as well. Um, when did you uh, when did you first start sort of noticing that maybe things were things were off? Um, maybe sophomore year of high school, I think it was. Um, I mean, I was kind of in my own little world back mm-hmm. then doing my thing but um my parents separated and obviously that was a sign but i didn't think honestly too much of that at the time until um maybe a month or a few months after they separated um my dad set um, my brother and i down and told us that he was checking himself into the ER that night because um, he didn't trust himself and that he was going to this month-long treatment facility. And it was a weird feeling because, um, I mean, knowing that they separated a little bit of it kind of made sense in my head, but it also was a big shock of I hadn't realized how severe uh, his mental state was at all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think I even realized how severe it was until maybe a year or so later. When yeah. I really dug into the story. Mm-hmm. And then, so now reflecting back, um, how, how has that, how has that impacted sort of the, or ha- has that, I should say, has that in, impacted any of the sort of uh, choices you've made since then in terms of, of like your own, your own life and your own um, existence, um, your own mental health, I should say? I think uh, if you asked me four years ago, I would have said no. <laughs> but now um, I think definitely I – biggest I wouldn't say the biggest but a big takeaway that has stayed in my mind is this idea that on different levels I think we all have some sort of trauma Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe mine's less than my dad's own trauma from his childhood but still Mm -hmm. watching my dad go through that and 
other things, I am aware that I do have trauma and being only 22 years old, I don't know how to deal with that or how it will surface, but watching my dad go through that, I know that that is something that I will have to deal with, whether that's now or later. And so it's something in my head now just to be aware of. And I have moments of um, more depressed weeks and whatnot. And I, now I can think about that in a scope of how can I work through this? Like my dad mm-hmm. worked through his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of the, the, the sort of emotions and, and, and feelings that you went through when you, when you sort of did realize sort of how, how much trauma your dad was, was dealing with from the outside? What were some of your, your, your reactions? Um, I'm just curious. Um, yeah. Um, I'd say at the time, my main emotion was confusion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I was trying to just do my high school thing, but also every time I went home, I was thinking about how my dad might be doing in some facility where I can't talk to him. I was thinking Mm -hmm. about my mom who was going through her own hard time with divorce and my brother going through his own stuff. And I was felt like kind of this uh, side character in my family who was going through the least amount of stuff. Like I was just like, I maybe had a breakup in high school, but I'm not, dealing with (laughs) anything bigger than that right now. Right. Right. And so my immediate reaction was this, uh, confliction between how do I lend my helping hand to my family since Mm -hmm. I seem to be the one going through the least, but also this contradictory feeling of wanting to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really took to school and that was kind of my safe space with my friends there where I didn't have to be thinking about all that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And what, what, um, yeah, cause it, it can be confusing when you're watching your parents and you like, at least for me, I remember watching mine. It was, I mean, just a powerlessness. Yeah, like I have no idea how to help. I'm not supposed to help my parents. You're supposed to help me. Like, (laughs) yeah, but you want to help them at the same time. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird it's it's a weird place for a for a for a a kid to be. You kind of force yourself to grow up more than you think you do, and then Mm -hmm. also try to hold on to your child miss at the same time it's very conflicting 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then how did you feel after, after he had gone through his, his treatment and then he was home uh, and then, you know, edging his way back in, into his life and into your life. And, and yet you have this awareness of something is broken. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I mean, when he got out of the treatment facility, he wasn't by any means done with his journey. I mean, I wouldn't even say he's done now, but if anything, I'd say that was just the beginning. Um, Because mm-hmm. he went off and did a lot of traveling um, to England where he was born, trying to connect with his father. Um And so when he got out of treatment and he still, he came back to the area, but I still wasn't living with him. So I didn't see him all that often. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he'd go travel to try to, I don't know, I think find some, paternalness that he missed in his childhood and and I took a trip in high school to visit him in England and we did a like week-long road trip to Scotland and whatnot and Mm -hmm. just around visiting family in England and and how was that and that was it was this very interesting very interesting time because I could see how much he was hurting and he had panic attacks. Often we'd be driving and he needed to pull over. And part of me is sitting there just wanting to, I don't know. I wish I could just like fix him. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, not because I feel uncomfortable that he's not okay, but for his sake, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, I was, wasn't sure how mad I was at him for leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Like I hadn't seen him in a, in a long time. Um, Right. And then, I mean, in my day to day in high school, I didn't think about it all that often, but at that time it was really balancing. Mm -hmm. I think anger, sympathy, sadness all together. We hope you are enjoying this episode of Silence is Cancelled. If you are needing mental health services, but have barriers keeping you from getting the help you need, want, and deserve, please visit waythrough.org today so we can help you find your way through. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, I mean, you're... You know, you're fortunate uh, growing up. You know, your your dad. I can say this from firsthand experience because hey, I lived in the basement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, your you know you, your dad was was you know massively involved in your lives, from soccer to, to school to 
you know, he was, you know, there for all the things. Yeah, definitely. And then suddenly not there for any of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's a hard, that's a hard transition. It doesn't matter how, how old you are or, you know, if you're five or you're 20, that's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I definitely think that's I a, was old enough to not where I was already getting to a point where I was starting to separate from my parents and become more Mm -hmm. my own, but yeah, but still, yeah, still weird. So then fast forward now, it's been, you know, four or five years. How have you, um, experienced and, and how have you guys sort of come back together where now you're going on this journey together to go produce something together and, (laughs) And, you know, that, that seems like there's a, there's a bit of a road there that was taken. Mm, Yeah. um, I mean, I think our family, even through separations and hard times have been very strongly tied. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that we were, we've been able to start connecting um mm-hmm. but it's not been i wouldn't say it's been any like direct road that we've been on it's just kind of mm-hmm. i mean i went away for a year to new york and then came back here and, mm-hmm. and i've been doing college kind of becoming my own individual adult and so I've already naturally been separating from my mom and mm-hmm. becoming more of a peer with my brother and mm-hmm. and my dad. Um, I mean, it's still, I think we still are working on it because there's, I mean, he works really hard on trying to, gather his emotions and his life back. Um, mm-hmm. So he he's a coach and he's trying to start this organization. And so we all kind of have our individual sections of life, mm-hmm. but we all, mm-hmm. I think we share a really strong tie that I know that I can always call my dad if I need anything. And so just that, I think foundation has allowed us to be able to where I can just come over this morning randomly and happen to hop on a podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> That's right. And yeah, and I want to make films for a living and he's done a little bit of documentary film work and he just happened to get this opportunity. Um, and he's like, my son's in film school. Let's bring him along. And, that's right it's it's a good adventure to go do yeah very good adventure and uh you have taken some i would say alternate courses to or alternate paths to sort of just be you (laughs) uh and and those have been kind of fun to sort of see, like uh, uh, like you, you've been off 
in the mountains for a while doing doing like rafting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about that for a minute. How did that come about? Um, so one of my brother's best friends growing up, um, mm-hmm. he was a raft guide in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Um, and he's one of my favorite people at this point. I'm a good friend with him too. And just knowing that he was a raft guide, I like went on his boat a couple times and took him out. I was like, this would be sweet to do. And then one mm-hmm. year I was, I just called him. I was like, Hey, you think you could give me a job? And he was like, yeah, here's my boss's email. And I emailed them and had an interview, but she was basically like, Oh, you're a friend with Cody. And we just talked for about him for like 30 minutes. And she's like, Oh yeah, I guess uh, we'll hire you. And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, I spent last summer in Glenwood living out of a van on the river every day. I'll be doing the same this summer. Um, yeah. 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 And that's just pure joy with a great community and mm-hmm. yeah, the river is a soulful place for sure. For sure. For sure. I think it's part of your part of your journey. Yeah. Gotten into kayaking lately as well. Yeah. That's been yeah. fun. And you know, and the you you converted this van. It's like <laughs> yeah. like turn this crazy, crazy I don't know. Astro van. Van into something. <laughs> Put a doghouse on top so I could sleep on it. <laughs> it did. That was, that was pretty cool. It, it, it was definitely a, 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 you, uh, a very unique vehicle. Yeah. Every, I'll like, get calls like once a week if you're like, I just saw you. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you have this huge monstrous thing on top. Um, cool. Well, th- thanks for, thanks for kind of, uh, you know, sharing your, your sort of uh, perspective and, and, and your, your side of that. Um, anything, you know, and, 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 uh, I think it's really crucial that 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 even in spite of of all of the um, the hurt and the sort of you know um, mental unwellness that sort of crept in was that 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 your family unit has even even through all of that has has remained. Um, I think as as strong as it as it could remain, given mm-hmm. those circumstances, which most people's just completely fall apart and disintegrate. But um, um, what what sort of what sort of like advice or or what are some some sort of last minute thoughts you would have for somebody who who is watching a loved one go through? Uh, some serious mental health um, challenges and and maybe it has broke their family apart and maybe they're still like, I don't know how to respond to this. Like, what would you, what would you say um, to that person? Hmm. I think a couple things. Um, one is how important it is to, feel like you're loved um whether or not 
I like am around my family. Maybe I don't see any of them for a month, just knowing that, or even friends I've been blessed with really good friends. It doesn't have to be family. Um, just any loved one, just knowing that I'm loved by them and supported whether or not I'm healthy or not, I think is really powerful. Um, I think loneliness is a really, really powerful enemy. And there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm -hmm. And so making them just aware that they're not battling this life by themselves, I think is really vital. Um, I think a second thing is knowing that we we all have some sort of trauma to deal with and that it'll be your turn eventually to <laughs> have to battle through some sort of mental unwealth and and that sometimes being close to someone means that you can be too close to the problem to actually be the main helper with it. And I think having the ability to get some sort of therapeutic support from an individual who is separated and can look at it from an outside, more objective perspective can also be just as important. Oh, that's good. That's good. Cool. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for sharing. And uh, enjoy your trip, man. Yeah, we'll do It'll that. be great. Yeah, we look forward to seeing what you guys come up with when you're down there. We'll do our best. <laughs> awesome. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Silence is Cancelled is brought to you by A Way Through, a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to ending the stigma around mental health by telling real stories of transformation and recovery. We are also on a mission to remove the financial barriers that keep people who want and need help from getting it. To learn more or see how you can get help, please visit waythrough.org. The world is hurting. Will you join us in helping people get the help they need, want, and deserve by donating or sharing your story here on the podcast? Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Silence is cancelled